You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. The final point that we'll examine before we conclude the class is something interesting about horse racing that happened in year five of the Hijrah. In year five of the Hijrah, the Prophet had his companions organize a horse race. Now you had two types of horses. The first type are those horses that were trained and fit, very muscular, they could run great distances. And then you had the average horse. For those good horses, in Arabic, they are called the Mudmar horse. These great horses, they, the, the race was five to seven miles long around Medina. That's a lot, five to seven miles of horse racing. The average horses, the distance was one mile for them to race. So the Prophet organized this with his companions. Now there was a man, his name was Abu Sa'id al-Sa'idi. He told the Prophet I want to race on your horse. Can I use your horse to race? The Prophet told him, yes. He had a horse by the name of Varab or Varb. And he gave him the horse. Abu Sa'id on that day, when he was racing, he beat all other races through the barakah of the horse of the Prophet The Prophet gave him a prize. He gave him a Yemeni cloak or piece of cloth as a prize for winning the race. Now we have a question here. We know that the Prophet is purposeful in all of his activities. Why did the Prophet organize a horse race? What purpose did it serve? Like you wouldn't think the Prophet would do that, right? But the Prophet would actually organize a race like that. He would encourage his companions, come race. Why would he do that? What purpose does it serve? Competition. Competition. But what does it serve though? Yeah, but the Prophet could tell them, let's go and pray for the Akhirah. Why the horse race? I don't know. I remember in Nasir Balada, we, uh, we studied that about Imam Ali. Uh, sermon. A sermon about yes, the horses, the yes. The man was giving the example of how to prepare for the Akhirah. Yeah. Yes. Any ideas? Exercise is one of them, yes. To prepare for future wars, maybe? Exactly. Remember, back then, warfare was different than it is now. You needed horsemen and good horses. So this was a military drill, military exercise. Islam wanted Muslims to be fit, to be prepared. They had a lot of enemies. So it wasn't for entertainment purposes, let's just go and, you know, waste time. No, the Prophet was purposeful in his activities. It was aimed at strengthening the Muslim community. By the way, by the way, in Islam, betting is haram, right? Like if you bet who's going to win this basketball game or football game, it's haram, betting is haram. There are exceptions. One exception is what? Horse racing. Not for the bystanders, for who? The players. Islam allows the players themselves who are participating in the horse race to bet that whoever wins gets this amount of money. Islam allowed this, why? To encourage horse races, to keep them fit, and to also 
strengthen the Muslim community. It was purposeful. Number two, it's a good exercise. You go out there, you see nature, you have a race, you see the animals, you see the creation of God. These days we're stuck in our rooms with these tablets. That's why you have so much depression and anxiety because we're disconnected from nature. We're disconnected from the beautiful life that Allah wants for us. So it's mustahab, go out there, experience life. The Prophet actually organized this and it was beautiful. And exercise, exercise being healthy, being fit, Islam highly recommends that. One final point here, numerous sources indicate that the Prophet once fell from his horse. And this caused an injury to either his leg or his shoulder. One narration states his right thigh. So for two weeks, the Prophet in Medina could not pray while standing. He would pray while sitting. By the way, if the Imam of the Salah cannot stand in our fiqh, can he lead the prayer? No. You can't pray behind someone who cannot stand upright. The only exception is who? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He could pray while sitting and the companions would pray behind him. And by the way, towards the end of the life of the Prophet, as we shall see later, when days before the Prophet became a shaheed and he passed away, Aisha sent word to her father, Abu Bakr, because she knew the Prophet couldn't go and lead the prayer. So she told her father, go and lead the prayer, preparing him to be the Khalifa. When the Prophet heard, what did he do? He was outraged. He dragged himself from his deathbed. He went to the masjid and while sitting, he prayed. Sunnis have documented this. Just so Abu Bakr would not pray. So the fact that they tell you he appointed Abu Bakr to lead the prayer, that's not true. He tried, but the Prophet stopped him. So now the question is, why did the Prophet fall from his horse? We know that the Prophet is fit. He knows what he's doing. He doesn't do something risky. Why did he fall from his horse? Some scholars have examined this and they have arrived at this conclusion. The hypocrites around the Prophet always we're trying to find a way to assassinate Rasulullah And you've heard the story of Aqaba and others where they tried to throw a rock on the Prophet. They tried to kill the Prophet many times. Who? The hypocrites who were acting as Muslims. One tactic that they used according to this analysis is to scare the horse or do something to the horse so that the Prophet falls and dies. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected the Prophet from dying, but yes, he was injured. Now, why would Allah let the Prophet be injured if he is the ultimate protector? Why let the Prophet get injured? He's human, he suffers, Allah wants to elevate his status. The Prophet goes through pain just like you go through pain. Number two, there are some people maybe in life, this is their philosophy. Let me not do this, let me not try this activity, let me not take this initiative, maybe I'll get hurt, maybe I'll fall. Islam says no, be strong and courageous, don't be reckless. Be responsible. So even, let's say someone says, I don't want to participate in this race. I don't want to do that. I may be hurt. Allah says, even Rasulullah can get hurt. It's okay. Don't let that fear stop you from excelling in life. So there are these beautiful lessons, even when something unfortunate like that happens to the Prophet Allah wanted to raise the status of the Prophet. When the Prophet suffers, Allah gives him you know, a greater reward. And he suffers just like other human beings and still he's our role model. When he is in his good condition, we learn from him. When he's in pain and he thanks Allah, we learn from him. 
So it does serve these purposes. So according to this analysis, these evil people wanted to kill the Prophet, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected him from that.